1: What's going on, everybody? It's How To Tuesday. Today, we're going to talk about a species that we've never talked about on the podcast before. We've got a How To Tuesday today with Captain Jonathan Moss of Captain's Log TV. He fishes for black drum a lot. Now, Jonathan, what, what is it about the black drum that makes you fish for them a lot? Is it because there's just a lot of them Are they're available or what, what is? Give us a 101 on black drum fishing.
2: Yeah. So here in East Central Florida, on the Space Coast specifically, which is where I'm guiding where I spend most of my time, our, our water has changed. So we don't have our grass flats the way we used to. So our redfish have kind of moved out. Our redfish numbers are down. We still have redfish. But we don't have the numbers like we used to. But in turn, now this has created an incredible fishery for Black Drum. Black Drum loves sandy, muddy bottoms. So That's what we have. Where our grass flats are gone now, we have these sandy, huge sandy flats. The Black Drum are loving it. Additionally, we have in this area large bridges, large structures in the water, which is creating is full of barnacles, which is creating a spot for these black drum, these big breeder, bull bleak, just massive black drum to come in and feed. So you have two different options for a black drum here on the Space Coast. When we're finding them on the flats, most of the time, they're large schools, but slot size fish, smaller fish. And the ones we're finding on the bridges are gigantic for anywhere from 20 to 50 pounds. So that's kind of what's going on here. But we're fishing for them two different ways. So we'll start with the flats and we'll be quickly about it. Um, On the flats, we're fishing in obviously shallow water because we're on the flats. Black drum tend to have terrible eyesight. So regardless if you're fishing on the flats or on the bridges, it's important to use a bait that stinks. Uh, Fresh dead shrimp is a great option. Blue crab is a great option, Um, but not stinky where it's been dead for a while you ever seen those shrimp after mm-hmm. they've been frozen oh, yeah. and then they're frozen thaw? they they get kind of mushy that stuff's no good it's going to sling off your hook when you make the cast uh and the it can be kind of picky you know you don't want to yeah. eat something that stinks yeah they don't, so bad yeah, they, don't
1: they don't let no fish likes that like like people right. th- people yeah. assume that about sharks like ooh, we need some stinky old chum no they want the freshest deadest fresh, dead. fresh. like perfect so the same situation here
2: same situation here uh, with any kind of sight fishing or or when you're in shore, you want to make sure that you're leading these fish as you're putting that bait out in front of them. I'm using a quarter ounce jig head. DOA lures makes a great short shank quarter ounce jig head. It's a stout hook, so it's going to hook them. It's perfect. You can throw when they're tailing. You can throw plastics at them, but you have to be very specific. It has to be in front of their face, and if you can put a little bit of scent on there, it's going to help you. But if I had to pick between the plastic or the bait, I'm going to go with some stinky bait. Some fresh dead shrimp is, is the ticket out on the flats. Get it out in front of them. Lead them. Let it sit there and let them swim over to it let them find it. Let them use those senses for them smelling. Again, like I said, they have terrible eyesight, so they're very reliant on their on their smell. So let it sit there so that they can come up to it. They find it. They eat it. It comes tight. You set the hook. You're off for the races. Now, one thing that's different about the black drum on the flask as opposed to redfish is the black drum will settle. So if you spook the group, or when you hook one and the group disperses, right? They're not going to go super far. They're going to move. But a lot of times they bunch back up and they go right back to where they were. A few weeks ago, I had a group of these smaller slot size, black drum. There's probably 300 of them. And we I, power pulled down one spot and they'd come straight to the boat. Everybody would hook up. The school would take off. We'd land our fish, take our pictures, release our fish. And by the time we released our fish, the school would come back together. And, dude, they were swimming around the boat for at least an hour. Mm-hmm. And we caught one after the other. It was fantastic. Um, so that's how I do it out on the flats. Um, and you can tell, you really can tell, I, this is something I have to educate my anglers all the time. You can tell a difference between a group of fish, or even if it's a single fish, the way the water pushes and moves as opposed to the bait. Once you learn that, figure out the difference between how the water shakes with bait and how the water moves with fish, that's going to help you with these black trunk. Uh, We've had a This year we've been blessed having some cleaner, clear water for most of the summer. Now it's back to that yoo color that we're used to here on the Space Coast. But when it's clear and you have that sun behind you and it's illuminating, the water is literally black where those fish are. Um, So it makes it a lot of fun. In the wintertime, we'll get the big breeders out on the flats and you'll get a school two, three hundred giant fish. Uh, feeding together, occasionally you, they're all black drum, and you can tell by the color of their tails. But occasionally you'll get some redfish mixed in, and again mm-hmm. you can tell because you'll see the spot on the tail, or you see the different color in the tail. Um, but that is a lot, a lot of fun. Hmm.
1: So transitioning one, to one, one question about the flats: uh, fresh dead. What about what about a live crab? Like if you had live blue crabs, like for permit, would they eat that, or is it better to cut it in half, or or
2: it, it's better to cut them in half? Okay, yeah. And when you're cutting them in half and we do the same way on the brakes, when we cut them in half, what I prefer is you cut the, the, the blue crab in half. Now you have two baits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remove the hard outer shell. I remove the legs. When you remove the legs, now you have a little socket to stick your mm-hmm. jig head
1: in. Yep.
2: and it goes through the inner shell, which is hard. So it'll hold that hook in and it won't break very easily. You will, You will get little bait fish, pinfish or mangrove snapper or catfish that'll pick at the inside of that bait. But you're less likely to catch those fish because of how big that bait Mm -hmm. is in comparison to it using a shrimp. Uh, When we're on the bridges, we have both shrimp and blue crab as bait available. Some days they are all about the blue crab. Some days are all about the shrimp and you can, the guys who are the most successful out here are the guys who have both baits available because if they're on one and they're not eating the other, but you have the one they don't want, you might get a bite, but you're not catching as many as the guy beside you has the bait that these fish want. So it is crucial to have both. It does cost a little bit more money um, to, to buy all this bait, but that's why you're going fishing. You're going catching. That's what you want to do is catch some fish. Uh, with these bridge fishing, with the black drum on the bridges, we are using our, our our units, our fish finding units, and we're specifically using side scan. So that's the key here: is you're you're scanning the sides of the bridges, looking actively. Even though you're 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 bottom fishing or bait fishing, you are pursuing, you're hunting, you're stalking these fish by scanning the bridges. And when you find the school, your, your unit just blows up. You know exactly where you are. I educate my clients to cast to a certain spot. I say, Hey, 50 feet out to the right at three o'clock, or Hey, they're up front of the boat, get ready. We're also using our trolling motor, uh, so I'm not running the big the big motor in the back. I'm using my trolling motor, so I'm moving slower, so I can really see what I'm doing. When you find them, you hit spot lock, you present your bait to them. The jig head, the weight of the jig head is determined by how much wind. Because where we're at, we don't have any current, we don't have uh, tide, um, which is really interesting comp- for inshore fishing. So there's no water movement except for what the wind is doing. So if it's really windy, then we're using a heavier jig head. But quarter ounce to half ounce is kind of the range use that jig head to get it down to them and just let it sit there and hold it. And all of a sudden you see your line just kind of gets tight. The rod bends over a little bit and it's like, Hey man, he's got it. Set the hook (laughs) and you set the hook. And now, now the game changes. It's not like out in the flats where these fish can go anywhere they want. You have to keep these fish away from the structure but let me tell you, Tom, it is totally doable to catch these fish. With, they're 50 pounds with a 7-foot medium rod with a 3,000 series reel. That is so much fun. That is light tackle fishing. It doesn't get any better than that. Now, do we break off a couple of fish? Do we lose sometimes? Absolutely. Uh, if it's the middle of the summer, you won't see me doing that. It is crucial that when the water is hot, we bump up our gear. We're using a, Thicker, heavier rod, stronger drags, bigger reels to get those fish to the boat. Because when the water's hot, they don't. It's not. There's not as much oxygen. We don't want them to wear out.
1: Uh, we don't want. We want them to survive. These are our big breeder black drums. Right. So, um, you said, so you said you said that uh, seven foot medium action with a three thousand size reel, twenty pound braid is your summer rod. What's the What's the winter rod? That,
2: that's the cooler rod. When, cooler so, water rod. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, cooler weather rod. And, and so the
1: bigger rod is, what do you suggest?
2: Eight eight foot heavy, 5,000 or 6,000 reel, perfect.
1: With what, gonna, what braid?
2: Look, I'm using 50-pound braid, and I'm still using like a 30-pound leader. I'm not going no. super heavy. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: if you're breaking, you shouldn't break off. These fish, they're not like a redfish. When you get, occasionally we'll catch bull reds doing the same tactic by the bridges. When you get a redfish, you know, because it just, it lowers the shoulders and woo! takes off it's that wonderful sound we love to hear our reels make black drum are going to push in they're going to drive but they're really trying to go down and then once they they realize hey man this isn't working they kind of give up so the other part of that is they're also trying to get to the schools so having the bigger gear helps you pull them away from the school uh, because they will it's not like they break you off. It's the other fish run into the line. There's so many of them where we're fishing is that the the, the other ones will run into the line and pull the hook out.
1: Mm, yeah.
2: So it's, you're trying to get them away from the school, trying to get them away from the structure. And once you do and you get them out in open water, it's over for the fish. Uh, but like I said, using that light tackle, we've caught several in the 50 pound range with that light tackle. And it's, it's like, man, nice. So that was awesome. That
1: That's was so much fun. That's terrific. So if somebody wanted to go do this with you, what do they do? You
2: you can visit my website, gocastaway.com or my phone number's there. Give me a call. We can set this up. These fish are here year round. I try not to spend a ton of time on them in the summertime uh, or when they're spawning. We try to only maybe catch one and then leave the group alone because we want them to uh, be safe. We want them to be healthy. We want them to reproduce and and make more fish for the future. Um, But they're here year round. We can have a lot of fun with them.
1: All right. That's it for black drum. Black drum 101, man. There's a lot to learn there and that seems like an awesome resource. I'm going to have to get down there and go fishing with you. I'd really like to try that. That is we do have we do have black drum in the keys and I have caught them in Louisiana, big ones like you're talking about, but we have never really put the time in like you have on the on the black drum. It's just a just a species that that just hadn't spent that much time. For, so I'd love to get down there with, with you guys and see somebody that does it all the time. And if you want to do that, give Jonathan a call, and you can go fishing with him um, on the Space Coast for Black Drum. So that's Black Drum this week, How-To Tuesday. We'll see you next week for another awesome episode. Thanks, Jonathan. See you.